All right. <laughs> What's up? So uh, you're going to hear a little bit of residual noise today. I just can't help that. There's a lot of construction going on on our building in the bunker outside. And uh, it's going to be impossible to be quiet. But I'd rather have a little bit of noise than to be totally quiet and not do a podcast. How you doing? This is Tony. Welcome to Finding Subjects Podcast. What's happening with you? A lot's been happening with me. All good things, all a progression in life, right? So we get sometimes to a point in our lives where we look around and it's like, I wonder what to do today. <laughs> Not really. It's like, where are we? Where are we in life? Is it where we want to be? Is it where we hoped we would be? Is it where we've dreamed of being? These are all questions that you may or may not know. And I know I don't know. And it's funny, I get in funks just like everybody else. I get uh, stuck sometimes in a little bit of a quicksand in regards to life. It happens to us all. And especially the kind of like right now where I am um, in doing this. And I'm going to use this when I say this, this little podcast thing. Uh, in doing this, this is a goal that I wanted to achieve, right? So I just want you to be able to insert your goal or whatever it is that you want to achieve in life and then try to kind of follow along with where I'm going with this. So I had a really great uh, and awesome inspirational conversation last night with my brother-in-law, John. Moose! What's happening, Moose? He's out there. But I really like talking to this guy. Hold on one second. I really like talking to this guy because... Not only is he an extremely intelligent human being, um, he's just a, a really good person. Like, he's the kind of guy that you could talk to, and there's not going to be any bullcrap. He's going to tell you like it is. He's going to be fair and honest. And I just really respect his opinions on everything. Love the guy. He's a great brother-in-law. I could not have picked a better brother-in-law uh, for someone to have married my sister. My little sister, in fact, you know, and I'm Mr. Protective. You know the stories if you listen to prior podcasts, how I was, you know, just uh, being the uh, heavy-handed man of the house, just watching over the overlord besides my father, <laughs> watching my sisters. But John's a great guy. And so I hadn't talked to him a little bit. You know, life happens. And he called last night. And it was great to talk to him because it's been a while. But when I speak to John, it's almost like, it's a plug-in, like I'm recharging the lithium batteries within, and I get energy from the guy, because he makes sense, and he will give me constructive criticism or or positive criticism, um, which are probably the same things if you really think about that, uh, or compliments, and I really appreciate that from John, because I know it's from the heart, and he's also from the business world of things. He's a very logical guy. Um, again, I really, and I can't say this about a whole lot of people in the world. And with that, you know, John posed to me, I, oh, I, first, I first said to John, listen, you know, he's like, how's everything going? What's, what's happening? Let's get caught up. And I told him, I said, dude, I'm in a funk. I'm in a funk because, uh, you know, I, I've made four different podcasts and I have not put one out yet for like this recent episode. And he's like, why? What's going on? And I said, in some ways, I feel like I'm all talked out. In other ways, I just don't feel like what I have to say is worthy of anybody's time. And I had another conversation with somebody about a week and a half ago, and we were talking about this. 
about the podcast and about things in life that we do and why we do them. Do we do them for ourselves? Do do we do them for other people? And in, in both conversations, last week and this week, I really broke it down to the core. And then I want you to also interject maybe your task, maybe something that you're doing, your goals, and see if we have a similarity here. Where I am in my life right now, other things are all settled, right? Ooh, how about that word? Settled. Who says settled? Settled. <laughs> we were all settled. <laughs> I get goofy a lot of times. You know that. That's okay. But listen, sometimes we're settled in life, and then we, we actually settle for things instead of continuing to drive for them. Where am I going with that? So here's what John said to me last night. He said, listen. You started this audio journal as a kind of like memoir, if you will, of your life for your kids if something happens to you when you pass away. They'll have this to always listen to and be able to laugh and listen to you with your different opinions and jokes and sense of humor on different things in life. And also you're sharing your stories about things that happened to you, meaning me, uh, in my life. And, and hopefully somewhere what I always tried to do is tie a life lesson in there as well. And it's not always easy. And there's only, <laughs> there's only a certain amount of things you could talk about. <laughs> and he started laughing because I know what that meant. I have no shortage of words in my life. I can talk to a rock and enjoy myself. I love communication. I love talking to people. I love having dialogue with human beings. Why do I do that? Because I find that each and every one of us is fascinating. From wherever I have been, wherever, around the world, I always make it a point to have as many interesting conversations as I can with complete strangers. Now, why would I do that? Because I have that inquiry. I'm sorry, I'm bumping things here. My, my desk here is a mess. It's just a flat-out mess. There's stuff that's been dumped on here for the past three weeks, and I'm sorry. I apologize for it all. But, um, I'm always inquiring because I want to know, because I think each and every one of us is this fountain of um, knowledge and stories. Uh, there's a book inside every one of us. And for me, when I meet somebody, if they have the opportunity to you know, uh, have time to sit with me, I am extremely appreciative of that, but also... I want to hear about people. I want to know what makes you tick. I want to find the similarities, the similarities between us, although we may be thousands of miles away from where we live. But our cultures, when I think you clear the dust, everybody has specific wants and needs, and that is safety and security for our family, for our loved ones, food, shelter, peace, tranquility, freedom, health, health needs, healthcare, education, job opportunities, equal rights. And I think that's one thing that if we could all speak the same language, I think we would all be able to agree on that. That's what we would all want, not only for ourselves, but for our families as well, our children, everybody in our family. So in that, John said to me, you know, 
I know you started this this podcast thing for that for that reason to leave uh, these little dialogues, these little audio uh, messages and journals for your children and family uh, for the day that you're not here any longer. Maybe subliminally to ensure um, a legacy, if you would. Possibly, that's possible. It reminds me of the story I've told you before about my great-great-uncle, who was an Anzac for Australia, which is Australian and New Zealand Army Corps. All right, they're soldiers in World War I. Actually, he fought in Gallipoli. He was killed in Gallipoli in the Battle of Lone Pine. And when I was reading some of the Army uh, notes about him that I actually found online, um, it talks about this tattoo he had on his forearm of a poppy underneath that was the words, friends forget me not. So in a way, I think all of us never want to be forgotten. And, and then the thought of actually being forgotten is kind of scary maybe. Give me a second here, I gotta have a thick drink. Ah, H2O. I love my H2O. And with that, it, it's funny, I'll sit there, I found it the other night, online, um, a colorized version of World War II, just just going through it, and it's really amazing. I wish I could remember what it was called, but it was like an hour and a half long. I found myself on YouTube, on my phone, with my glasses on and headphones, just looking at the pictures, watching this movie. And I didn't realize till about 15 minutes in, I, I wasn't even listening to the sound. The sound wasn't even on. What I was looking at were, were these thousands of individuals, these people, from 19, in the 1940s, early, let's call it 1940, 1945 area, area. And I'm looking at them, and I'm looking at the people that were middle-aged, the older people, um, a lot of the younger people as well, and thinking there was the turnover from then to now. The turnover, excuse me, what I mean about that is most of those people aren't here anymore. And I'm looking at these thousands of people, and they show their faces. It was interesting. Uh, there was one um, scene where it was bombed out Berlin, and the uh, Allied forces were there, and they were just filming, you know, the rubble and stuff like that. And they had this pan the camera over. Excuse me, pan the camera over to the left, and there's this uh, line of individuals uh, holding buckets, and they were running buckets up, and then you know, like a fire line, you know passing them to each other and then dumping them and bringing it back. But what they were dumping was uh, rubble. And it was like, I guess they're going to, they were dumping it into a basement of a home to kind of clear out the streets. I figure maybe they didn't have anywhere else to put it. And the women, the young women, you know, I'm saying like in their twenties, everybody's in dresses and dress shoes. And the one woman almost to the top, beautiful, beautiful woman. She looks at the camera now, these are German citizens. And imagine, you you know, you lived in Nazi Germany. Um, you knew what was happening with Hitler. Um, and then suddenly Berlin is reduced to rubble. And now you're there and these allied troops are coming in and the, and the, the thousand year Reich is just a dream. All right, it's gone and never was going to happen in any way. But you had to endure that. You had to, whatever, whatever your mindset was at the time, whether they believed in Hitler or didn't believe in Hitler, whether they were a fan of his or weren't, they were probably proud of the things that their country was achieving, 
where I'm going with this is this. The camera pans to the left. You see these ladies inter intermingled with you know younger guys. Everybody's doing this uh, rubble line with the buckets. And it, it stops at her. <laughs> and she lifts up her thumb and her hand. And she puts her thumb on her nose and wiggles her fingers like, I don't know. I don't know what that's called. I think people like back in the day used to go like, hey, yeah, you know, hey, yeah, and then put their nose on their thumb and wiggle their fingers like up yours, basically. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm not trying to be vulgar, but she does this. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, what? <laughs> like, who is that person? And man, she must have been a fireball. She must have been the kind of person where, no matter what happens, she's 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 just a strong personality, and the guy next to her, kind of behind her, he should start laughing, and I start I'm laughing. Here's a moment that I would probably say, I'm going to guess 99.9 percent .9 of the people who would take the time to watch that film, or maybe over the years have seen that, never caught that moment, never caught that moment. Of this girl putting her finger, her nose, her thumb on her nose, and you know, waving her fingers. I, 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 I was just caught by that, and I thought it was hilarious. And what I thought was amazing about that was how many people missed it, how many people never ever see that, and all those people are gone. But here I am, twenty twenty one, right. In the summer of 2021, and I see this for the first time, that something that happened back in 19, in the 1940s, and this, this young woman has been dead who knows how long, what she has endured you know, in the war, all those young lives with those people. It was a whole another lifetime and world, and yet here we are now. And it's, it's just interesting. My great uncle has the tattoo, friends forget me not, this young lady does this, hey, yeah, right? With a note, like to the camera. Did she ever think that some guy would be talking about that so many years into the future, into the 21st century on a podcast, telling other people about it? I, I wonder when I look at these pictures, of these people in the past, like who they were. And with her, I wondered about her future. What happened with her? From the 10 seconds or five seconds that I saw the scene, I would have to believe that whatever she did, she did with passion because she had the attitude. And I'm wondering from that point in her life, which probably, excuse me, was the lowest point. Like there's nowhere for these people to live. And I'm not having sympathy over on a Nazi party or whatever. I'm just, we're just talking about human beings here right now. I'm wondering what, she looked forward to or looked down the road in her life and imagined where she wanted to be and and how she got there, if she did. It's the same thing with my great uncle. We know his demise. You know, he was killed in a battle. Uh, we don't know the demise of this unknown woman doing the aya to, to the world. But I'm asking now, where I'm going with that is, how about you? And how about me? So what John said to me was, and he talked about himself also, like with us when we were young, same with John, you knew you had to get out of the house and you had to go get a job. 
There was no if, ends, or buts about that. That was just a, a thing. You know, you stayed home as much as you could or as long as you could, try to save a little bit of money, but you were out in the working world and you better had tried to figure out a path for yourself. And yet, how hard is that? And so John and I started talking about challenges in life. And he said to me and about me, he says, Tone, you're the kind of guy that, and I, and I appreciate this, that he said this, and I'm trying not to be pretentious or pat myself on the back or anything like that. He says, but I, he, he, you're the kind of guy that um, loves some competition. You're the kind of guy that thrives when someone says to you, yeah, that's, you're not going to be able to do that. And he's so right. And that's how it's always been for me. I don't know anything different. My whole life, like maybe your life, somebody might have said to you, yeah, you know, well, maybe, maybe look at you know, doing something like this instead of that, you know. Uh, you're probably not cut out for that. And John shared something with me about one of his teachers in high school said something to, to him about that. And what happened, it fueled him. And to me, I remember back my like freshman or sophomore year in high school when we had to meet with a guidance counselor. It was the first and last time I ever saw this guy. He says, what do you want to do with your life? <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm looking at him. I'm not going to say rock star because I know what he's going to say. I'm like, how about a, how about a, I almost said architect. I'm like, how about a veterinarian? I love pets. And he's looking at my grades and he's looking at my paper. He's like, yeah, um, have you ever thought about building trades? I'm like, yeah. He says, yeah, that might that really might be a good aptitude, you know, a good thing for you, judging from your aptitude or whatever the word he used. I'm like, okay, whatever. No, you know, talk to me junior year, maybe senior year, and I'll try to figure that out. I mean, right now, if I asked you, what do you want to be when you grow up? And you could be 50, 60 years old. You might say, oh, God, I don't know. Some of us fall into careers. Some of us have it planned out. Excuse me one second. I need to take a look at this here. Um, I'm sorry. She, my daughter, is on vacation. And it's beautiful what she's sending me now. Very, very nice. And I'm sorry to interrupt you. She has no cell service and has not had cell service for a couple of days. Because she's out in the middle of the wilderness, in the desert. <laughs> and because she takes just takes right after me and wants to go out for those adventures and stuff. And I'm fine with that. But I, if you ask yourself, what, what do you want to do? A lot of us don't know. A lot of us sometimes life just happens and we end up where we are. I know that's kind of happened with me. And we've talked about that before. So uh, what John said to me was, you, you like a challenge, Tony. Like, people can't really tell you what to do, that you can't do something. It's the same thing with John. Now that you have climbed to a point where you have the podcast going, where you have listenership, you have reached that plateau, what's next for you? And I think that's where I'm at. I think it is that what's next part. And I said to John, I said, I'm not exactly certain. I said, that might be the problem. He goes, with me, Tone, and I think with you as well, the climb, the, the, the art of getting yourself from the bottom to an area, to your goal, that's 
that's the challenging and fun part for you as well as, as it is for me. But then the problem is a lot of times folks set a goal and they don't have another goal just after that. And so John said to me, I think that's where you're at. Because I, I just remember from the beginning how you didn't know anything about this. And then you had to do a little bit of research and it had a multi, a multi-pronged effect. Number one was to do an audio journal, but number two was to keep your mind busy and get it off, you know, your, your health adversities and such, and give you something to do, give you something to think about. And simultaneously, there's a number three there that only you would know what that is. And I said, yeah, I said, it's funny. Uh, you know, I was talking to the person I was talking to last week and then you now, I know what the number three is. Like if you had to ask me why, why do I do the podcast? And then this is again where I want you to interject whatever it is that you want to achieve. You have to ask yourself the question, why? Why do you want to do it? What's your purpose? Do you have a purpose? Is it just for fun? Is it just for uh, yourself? Or is there something more? And what John said to me is, I think with you, Tone, there is a dual connection with it. Not only are you doing this as a, an audio journal for your family and such, because I think there's something else in there. And I said, dude, you know, this is where I got to be straight up with you. And I thought about these things. I thought about, you know, like every other podcaster out there, they're all trying to monopolize their podcast. They're all try, trying to monetize their podcast. Everybody's trying to make money off of it. Everybody's trying to do this and do that with it. And I don't feel that way. And John says, well, what do you want? And I, and I said the same thing to John that I thought about in the very beginning, which I'm really happy that I said it. But I said that, John, in, in one way, what I truly want from this, from doing this, and again, I want you to think about your goals. Why, you know, I'm talking about mine because just because it's me, and I'm just giving you an example, but I want you to slide in your goals, your dreams, your aspirations, and kind of relate to where I'm coming from. I said, for me, John, you know, over the course of time, I've gotten some emails from people. And I, I feel like I'm not worthy to even say this to you as folks, but I just, this is, this is the truth. And this is what I, and I'm, and I'm very humbled by this, but people have said, listen, thank you for being honest. Thank you for being, you know, the, the ordinary guy next door, cracking a beer, you know, and then just talking to us, but also thank you for always ending on a positive note and always reminding us to try to not get sucked into the vortex of negativity, to always keep an open mind, to always be respectful towards people. I just want to thank you for that, Tony. And I said to John, that's what I want. That's all I want. I said, John, straight up, man, if I can only make a, a positive difference or a beacon of light in one person's life out there that's having a bad time or having a bad day, you know, mission accomplished. That's my objective. Nothing about finances, nothing about notoriety, nothing about fame, nothing about any of that. It's, it, I pray, and I prayed on this from the beginning, to God to please put me where he's needing me. And I, had, I have a clue that it's something to do with talking. Because <laughs> anybody who knows me <laughs> knows I will talk your ear off. But simultaneously... I love doing it. I love talking to people. I love diffusing situations if they're hostile. 
I love trying to help people come to an agreement in certain ways. I love bringing people together and saying, you know, you two would make great friends. I love being in a conversation where people will be a voice of reason to things that I need to learn. And simultaneously, I am honored and humbled when I have the opportunity to be a voice of reason among others. So I, that's what I was trying to tell John. I said, uh, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of here right now. I'm there. And he's like, well, what's the problem? Because are you afraid to talk about other things? I said, I, I don't want to talk. There's things that like, that fire me up. Like there's things I guarantee that fire you up when you're looking at the world today and you're seeing how, how things are changing. And I don't think necessarily for the better. Uh, I definitely think that, you know, understanding and respecting each other is absolutely a great direction to be going. But I also have a feeling that what it is to be an American and what this freedom that we have here, that is so rare. I think that's getting lost with people with young minds or middle-aged minds that don't realize how good that we have it. And I'm afraid of giving that up. And I'm afraid of surrendering that for different changes. And it's tough to talk about that because anybody who's listened from episode number one to episode 126 right now will understand that I, I really try to keep it on a level playing field and not be biased one way or another because we have people from every walk of life here and all kinds of different backgrounds. And the last thing I want to do is be offensive to anyone. But simultaneously, I try to open minds. Most, first and foremost, my own. And so I said that to John. I said, you know, that's my one problem where I really won't talk about a lot of different things like that. And he goes, that's fine. He says, just get back to and stay at your main goal of positivity of prayer, of overcoming adversity. And it's a beautiful thing because you, you might, some people out there might want to say, well, Tony, what do you listen to? What podcast do you listen to? I listen to, and I would have to say 99.9% .9 of the podcasts I listen to are motivational podcasts, are former maybe military officers that understand and have a plan and they also succeed in the business world because they have the plan. They are, are people that are not afraid to lead from the front and understand that nothing but hard work can gain your results. And that goes forth in life. I look at my father, one of the most hardworking individuals you will ever meet in your entire life. And the struggles and the life, you know, the life that he had as a child, how hard it was for him. Brutal that this man turned out like he did. An incredible story. And my dad was all about hard work. He was all about overcoming adversity because he himself lived it. And by example, by we look, when we look back at some certain people we have in our lives and we can look from them and learn from them. And I admire that. 
My father knew that. His father before him knew that. And I am afraid that people are losing that, understanding that you have to have a hard work ethic in this world. Even if this country ended up starting giving you hand over foot everything you wanted, everywhere else in the world, it's not an easy life. You have to work for everything you get. You have to put your work in for an education or a trade. You have to take that trade and trade that trade for income to provide for your family. And if you don't, you're not going to eat. Your family is not going to have a house over their heads. It is the way of the world that has been forever. You work, you earn, you provide. That's how it is. And I'm afraid that is slipping away. And that worries me. Because sometimes when that slips away, the freedom to pray as we wish, the freedom to do as we wish, the freedom to be who we are, who we want to be, as we wish. Sometimes we surrender those freedoms in the world. And that's probably about as deep as I'm going to get in any of that. So that's, that's what I'm talking about, John. I got I to gotta stop at a certain point. But the moral of this story is today, where are you? And where do you want to be? I know where I'm at. I know where I was three years ago. Never thought it would be here. Even though nothing's changed financially. My health is stable. We all still have anxiety. We have depression. We're still dealing with unknowns and things that we can't fix and control. They're out of our, they're out of our abilities to do anything about. With me, with you, with your loved ones. What do you do? I could take that to another step. Personally for me, I pray. I have faith in an unseen entity that you don't hear, you don't see, you can't touch, feel, or hug, but you believe in from faith. I'm talking about my God, which is my Christian God, and for you it may be uh, Buddha, it may be Allah, it may be whatever. And I'm not saying I'm right, you're wrong, you're right, I'm wrong. I'm not saying anything about that. I'm saying this is what works for me when things don't go my way and when we are at the point where we just can't do any more in life, what do you do? And so what I do is you try your hardest. You do what you have to do, what you can do. You ask others, you try to seek help and there are certain things in life where you just kind of, you know, you just kind of got to give it up and you just got to say, I need help. And you pray to your higher power, to whatever works for you. But for me, I pray to God. It's a Christian God. And that's who I pray to. And I accept at that point, whatever happens, that's just how it was meant to be. Because I look within and say, I've done everything I could do. So to go back in the very beginning, where am I going? What am I doing? Where am I? What do I want? I'm doing it. I'm not chasing a dream. I'm, I'm in a way trying in desperation to matter to someone out there possibly listening to this that don't quit, man. There, don't, don't even allow quit in your, in your dialogue. You know, life is a challenge. 
it's a challenge not just for you, it's, it's a challenge for everyone. Even the guy riding around in the, in the, in the Bentley or the McLaren. Anybody see in the news how they, oh my God, in the Philippines, they like crushed the McLaren with a, with a big bulldozer thing? It's criminal. <laughs> but no matter what you can afford, no matter what your path in life, I mean, there is always that entity for you to pray to for help, for guidance. But you have to be your own champion as well. And so that is why who I listen to on podcast, whether it's Jocko podcast, which I highly recommend, because to me, they motivate me. Finding subjects. Like that one right there, man. <laughs> it's dork. The Global News podcast. Team Never Quit. I listen to that one. Uh, Somebody Loves You with Raul Reese. He's a good pastor. Uh, sometimes actually Mike Rowe. The International Spy Museum po- Spycast. I'm into that one. Uh, Fighter Pilot Podcast. Cleared Hot's one of my favorites as well. Um, and these, these guys, you know, special forces guys, and it's like, I'm not some kind of like special forces nut groupie. I admire them because they're the best at what they do. There is no quit in their vocabulary. They understand that you have to sacrifice all sometimes to accomplish a mission. And I just can kind of relate to that. And and it's funny, when I first got my news of my heart problem, well, I happened to be reading a book by Richard Marcinko, the Rogue Warrior, former SEAL commander, Navy SEAL commander. He founded SEAL Team 6. And I actually ended up talking to him, gave him a call. He called me back. And the man motivated me. He said, write a book. Send me the book. Just do it. What are you, what are you waiting for? What are you thinking about? Just do it. Next time I talk to you, tell me you got a manuscript in the mail. Roger that, sir. And I'm not a military guy. I didn't go into I wasn't in the military. But how can you not get motivated behind somebody like that after what they achieve? You know what they're talking about. You know they know what they're talking about. They lead from the front. And that's why I continuously listen to these guys. Because they take what they learned in the military about surviving and overcoming adversity, and they bring that into not only the business world, but in people's lives as well. And they cast challenges out there like, you know, why aren't you doing something? Or like Dick did to me, you know, hey, write the book, Tone. And like I'm doing to you, what is it that you want to accomplish? And what's holding you back? Get busy. How many of us? Oh, man, I should start working out. Folks, if I could, I'd be working out like a monster every day just because, even if I hated it. Because by doing so, by losing the weight, by getting myself in shape, I, that is going to give me longevity that I'm going to be here longer to hang out with my wife and kids. And if I ever have grandkids, to be with them. It's about survival. Same with eating right, not putting chemicals in your body. It's about survival. It's not about necessarily taste or a social thing. Would you put muddy water in the gas tank of your brand new car? No, you would not. So why would you put junk food in your body? I can tell myself that a million times as I'm eating a chocolate eclair or chasing it down with a cannoli. You feel me? (laughs) But I know what I'm supposed to do. 
And I try to encourage myself as I try to encourage you to whatever it is in your life that you want to achieve, whatever little goal or task, do it. Set it down on a piece of paper, a sticky note, and put it somewhere. Put it on your bathroom mirror. Put it on your kitchen refrigerator door. Put it on the door for you when you go outside or, or on your television in your bedroom and in your living room. So you see it all the time. And you may, I'm sorry for bumping stuff, and you turn it into reality. That is the only way things are going to get done in your life. You want a new job? You want to go back to school? You want to change a job? You want to run a, uh, a 5K or whatever they're called? <laughs> I was never the 5K kind of person. You want to run a marathon? You want to swim? You want to do an Ironman thing? I don't care what you want to do. Work for it. And you can achieve it. You want to start a podcast? I am a classic example of how you can do it. You can do it. You can. Maybe we'll talk about that someday. You want to write a book? Start writing. Start with a beginning, a middle, an end, a, and a, a protagonist, an antagonist, the story, the plot, a little twist in there. Get on YouTube. Get on Google. How do I write a book? You want to play a certain song on the guitar? Man, how do I play Dream On? Is there an acoustic version of Dream On? Man, that would be incredible. I would love to be able to do that. Guess what? There's a video for that. There is an instructional, excuse me, an instructional video for so many things. We live in great times. Listen, write down your goal. Write it on a sticky note. Write it 10 times. Put it all over the house. And then go for it one day at a time. Even if you want to eat less, even if you, even if you want to stop eating junk, if you want to work out a little bit, don't jump in and say, I'm going to do five miles tomorrow and you have never ran. You know, why don't you start walking 10, 15 minutes a day? Start there. Folks, only you can make it happen. Only I can control my life. We are in charge of our own destinies to a certain extent. There are certain things, and we can get into that sometime, where some of us just can't from a socioeconomic uh, reason, for our financial reasons, like I said. I mean, it, it could be a lot of different things. But for the most part, pick yourself out a simple goal, a very, a very realistic goal, and then achieve that. Start there. Let that be your baby steps. And you can always look back and say, yeah, I did that. So back to me. Here I am did the podcast, got the listeners, having fun. But am I mattering? Am I making a difference? That is the goal for me. That I don't know. I could say I'm making a difference for myself, and that's half of the battle. But I'm, am I making a positive difference to somebody out there? Well, I hope so. Just by being uh, full of hope in a way and, and trying to be positive and trying to be encouraging towards you to go head out and pursue whatever it is you want to do. Hey, thank you so much for listening. I hope this was worth your time. Um, listen, if you are having trouble in life, if you are really down in the dumps, um, you know, not always, we always talk about, you know, if it's really, really bad with depression or anxiety or something, um, suicide hotlines are always there for you. Please call that number and reach out for help. But if you just need help, if you just feel lonely and need somebody to talk to, 
and you don't have anybody, you know, it's okay to reach out and, and ask God for some help, uh, some inspiration. I know it sounds simple, and some people might like, yeah, really, dude. Try it sometimes. You know, it worked for me. That's all I'm going to go with that. Thank you very much for listening to Finding Subjects Podcast. And uh, you can always catch us on Instagram a little bit, Finding Subjects Podcast on Instagram. I put a picture up there, and you can always comment on there if you want. But, uh, hey, listen, thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. And I'm putting a lot more thought into these episodes and hopefully mattering and making a difference. Maybe we can motivate each other to accomplish things in life. Because life is short. We don't know how long we have. And let's make the best of it while we're here. That's it. Have a fantastic day. I will talk to you soon. This is Tony. Out. Later. Bye. Peace.